I am a bit antsy this morning because uh, I'm not comfortable because we need to talk about the S word. So I'm not going to give you any fluff. I'm just going to jump right in. Sin. The Greek word harmadia mean, is an archer's term. A lot of you know that. It means to miss the mark. Now we know that, but in modern day, I believe we trivialize it. I believe that we make excuses and we say, mm, I messed up. I made a mistake. Um, everybody messes up. I'll try again. I'll do better. I'll work a little harder. But you see, in the Greek, harmadia, sin, doesn't just mean to miss the mark. It means then to not share the prize. So it goes deeper. It means then that sin is a failure with consequences. So when we think of an archer, when that person misses the target, there are no more chances. That's done, they miss the target, they're out. Sin, anything that hinders our relationship with God or with others. I hope you're feeling the discomfort so that I'm not up here alone standing in the discomfort. In the United Methodist Church, we don't hear a lot of sermons about sin. And we need to get real. This isn't going to be a downer sermon, but we need to face our humanness. We need to face the reality of who we are, that we live in a fallen world, and you and I make sinful choices each and every day. Andy Stanley, a few years ago, preached a sermon entitled, It Is No Mistake. Look it up online, listen to it. He makes some very good points. He says it's not just a blow it off, it's a simple mistake, I'll do things better next time. Sin is nothing that we can make an excuse for. We try to cover it up all of the time. But you see, I believe that in our sinful nature, we are very self-focused. And when we have that mindset, there is no need for a Savior. Because when we are hanging out, doing our thing, sin, he and I hanging out together, when we are in that mindset, we don't need the church. We don't need Jesus. And we think that we're just fine going ahead and doing our own thing. We'll, we'll get a self-help book. We'll hopefully get a good sermon, and that'll help. But that's not what this is about. That's not what a life as a follower of Jesus Christ is all about. You see, sin separates us from God. Sin isolates us from God and from others. And sin negates or contradicts God. I believe that sin removes the importance of relationship. We were created for relationship. And when we choose to live out of our sinful nature, we're ignoring the relationship that God is calling us to. 
we are ignoring the priority. We are ignoring the covenant. Sin. I started to make a list. This is not a a comprehensive list. But just so you know, let me give you some examples. Idolatry, blasphemy, resisting God, ignoring God, disobeying God, pride, arrogance, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, self-righteous judgment, condemnation, gossip, murder, addiction, sexual sin, adultery, lying, stealing, Envy, jealousy, laziness, dishonor, malice, hatred, dissension, violence, spite, lust, abuse, wrath, hostility, the list, you know, goes on and on. I am here to profess today that the sooner we fully embrace that we are sinful people, the sooner we can begin to acknowledge, confess, our sinfulness, and receive the forgiveness that Christ wants for us. I believe that God is calling us to to a deep self-assessment this morning, to come clean and to realize that we have a spirit nature and we have a sinful flesh nature. And it is our tendency in this fallen world to live out of that sinful nature. And it takes our relationship with Jesus Christ in order for us to live out of that spirit nature. That's what God wants for us. So the sooner we can say, hey, I am a sinner, the sooner we can say, I need you, Jesus. I need a Savior. And the sooner we can profess that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And it is in him we live and move our have, and have our very being. Then we can be about the business of life, the abundant life to which God is calling us. Jesus wants us to be in personal relationship. And it is our tendency to go off on our own. That is our human nature. So let's go to Scripture. Turn to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, starting with the fifth verse. Today I'm going to use the English Standard Version. This is the message we have heard from him, Jesus, and proclaimed to you. That God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness or sin, our sinful nature, we lie and we do not practice or live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us. From all sin. If we have no sin, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word. His truth is not in us. That's the reality. That's what we need to deal with this morning. So here here is what I hear in that scripture. 
I owe Jesus a debt that I cannot repay. You and I owe Jesus something that we cannot repay. And here we can make a shift because this is where the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ comes in. This is where our compassionate, loving, heavenly Father lavishes his grace upon us. Grace, the unearned, unmerited favor of God. Giving us his love, his forgiveness when we don't deserve it. Not only is there God's grace, but there's also God's mercy in that he withholds from us what we truly do deserve. I want to tell you about a certificate of debt. In Roman times, when a prisoner was convicted and was jailed, a list of every single wrongdoing was compiled and nailed on his or her cell. That was the certificate of debt. And until the sentence was finished, Everywhere that that prisoner went, the certificate of debt, what that person did had to go with them. Once there was a sentence, they had been tried, then it could be removed, the debt could be finished. Make the connection to Jesus, our Savior. When he was nailed to the cross, your certificate of debt and my certificate of debt was nailed to the cross. For every single sin that every person in this world had committed and will commit, he paid the price He gave that certificate of debt and cleansed us through his blood. Now, in the Roman culture, when the sentence had been served, the jailer actually wrote across the the certificate of debt the Greek word teleo, which means paid in full. Then they would roll up that certificate and give it to the person, and that person would live in freedom. Do you hear where I'm going with this? That because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and for me, you know the story. It was getting to be that that hour. And he said, my father, to you I commend my spirit. He cried his last, some scholars say, it's a victory cry. And what did he say? It is finished. That moment, our debt was paid in full. It is finished. We are cleansed. We have redemption. We have reconciliation. We have forgiveness of our sins. That's how and why I can say to you over and over that we have the victory over sin and over death because our debt has been paid in full. Can I get a hallelujah? This is the good news of the gospel. We have to admit our sinfulness. 
We have to get real with how we are choosing to act because we are making choices every single day. We are choosing to be sinful people. We are choosing to do things that God does not want us to do, that God has commanded us not to do, and we choose to do them anyway. And we are choosing not to do things that God wants us to do. In Isaiah, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. That is our sinful human nature. But did you hear what scripture said? What do we have to do? All we have to do is confess our sin. And he who is faithful and just will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All we have to do is fess up. And I believe we have gotten away from the spiritual discipline of confession and God is calling us back. I believe that you and I need to have a time of confession every single day to look through, okay, what did I say? What did I not say? What did I do? How did I interact with others? And I believe we need to pray, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the ways in which we are sinning because there are times when we aren't even aware we have made it so much a part of who we are that sin has become second nature to us. And it is time, God is calling us to get real, to face the fact that we are, we are sinful people. But the good news is it doesn't stop there. All we have to do is admit that we have done wrong, admit that we have strayed from God, ask for forgiveness, and we are forgiven. The certificate of debt has been paid in full. Let me give you two, two uh, scripture references. Colossians 2. Colossians 2, I want to start in the 13th verse, actually. Uh, it says this, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sin, having canceled the written code, the certificate of debt, with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now that's the good news. That's how we need to live. I am a sinner. I am a sinful person, redeemed, forgiven by the grace of God. Go back to Isaiah. Isaiah 43 such good news here. This is the hope of the gospel. It'd be one thing if, if I had to stand up here and say, we're all sinners, period, see you later. But the good news is that the story doesn't stop there, that we have a Savior who loves us so much, he gave up his life to be able to write on our certificate, it is finished.
paid in full. Isaiah 43, verse 25, God says this, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions, blots them out for my own sake, and remembers your sin no more. All we have to do is confess that we have sinned, and we are forgiven, and God cleanses us. In other words, God wipes our slate clean. It is finished. It is paid in full. It's you and it's I that hang on to our sins. And we remember with guilt and shame what we did four years ago. God is saying, yes, you live in a broken, fallen world, and yes, you are a sinner but I want to lavish my grace upon you. I have mercy for you. All I am asking you to do is to admit that you cannot do this on your own. Admit that you are a sinful person. Ask for forgiveness and let me cleanse you. Let me set you free. See, and this is where we can go from that S word, to the beautiful word of righteousness and holiness. Because through Jesus' blood that was shed, that body beaten and broken for us, we are cleansed from all unrighteousness. Our righteousness comes through our faith in Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is our identity in Jesus Christ. But you see, it's nothing that we can do. It is what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Our identity becomes that we are redeemed, forgiven, reconciled children of God. And because of what Jesus did for us, that certificate of debt is paid in full. We are made blameless. We are made holy through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the good news. That's how we should be living. Lastly, go to Romans 3. Romans 3, starting with the 22nd verse. Here's the reality. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is the good news. We are justified, and I'll just insert here, just as if we never sinned, we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation. That means he was the sacrificial lamb. It means he was the sacrifice of atonement. He was the, the sacrifice for reconciliation. It was Jesus by his blood, and we are to receive it by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and be the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. This is grace, my friends. This is, 
In the United Methodist Church, we believe in provenient grace, that grace that came before we even knew about God. God was drawing us to him. God was doing things in our lives to, to pull us to him, to be able to, to begin to see and understand who God is and what he did for us. And then at that moment when we realized we couldn't do this on our own, when we realized that we are sinful people, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, that's when the justifying grace put it into to power and action. We were justified. The, the certificate of debt was, was paid in full. And from that moment on, from that moment of conversion for the rest of our life, we are empowered through sanctifying grace. And that's the Holy Spirit working within us working for transformation, working for growth so that we aren't stagnant, that we aren't the same as we were today or yesterday, but that we are continually growing in our relationship with God. That's the life we're called to, my friends. Yes, we have to face the fact that we are sinners, but boy, we have good news through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And how fitting it is that we get to go to this table, the table, the sacrament of Holy Communion, where we remember, we remember what Jesus did for us. Today, when we come to this table and you are handed the bread and you have the, the cup, Jesus is saying, it is finished. It is paid in full. How about that?